What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So it seems that something special is in the air in New York. I say that for both the Mets and I say that for the Yankees as well. We'll start with the Mets, and they are really the talk of baseball right now. They threw a combined no-hitter at City Field against division rival Philadelphia Phillies. A combined no-no for the New York Mets. And this is how you know that something special is going on. Because, you know, the Mets are usually the type of team that, yeah, sure, a starter could go really strong. They've had many, many strong outings from aces like DeGrom and stuff in the past. But maybe the bullpen would blow it or the closer would blow it. But they're getting it done on all sides of the ball this year. And this one was started by Tyler McGill. He went five no-hit innings, and then he yielded to the bullpen, and they took care of the rest from there. From there, it was Smith, Rodriguez, and Seth Lugo, and Edwin Diaz to close it out against the Philadelphia Phillies. The Mets end up winning this game by a score of 3-0. They improved to a record of 15-6. and Lots of good stuff going on with this team. I mean... So obviously they, they made a lot of moves in the offseason and we know how they went out and they got Starling Marte. They went out and they got Eduardo Escobar, Marcana. But what I'm impressed by is the kind of performances they're getting from the guys who were already there. The Mets went out and got a lot of big names in attempt to make up for the struggling players who had already been there. I'm talking guys like Francisco Lindor, guys like Jeff McNeil. These guys were there last year and they seemed very expendable and like, oh, not Lindor, but McNeil. There was a lot of talk that he might get traded, but all these guys are in the lineup now. Nimmo is leading off. He's playing center field. There was talk of where he would play, that he might get squeezed out of the picture, but he continues to hold down center field, even though they went out and they got Starling Marte. Now it's that Starling Marte had to move to right field. Nimmo has been their center fielder and he's looking really good at the top of that lineup. So... You're getting strong performances one through nine and in the starting rotation as well. So they, they had the Phillies hitless yesterday, not a single hit for the Philadelphia Phillies. Kyle Schwarber did have three walks though. He had three walks on the game, did not record an official AB because of those three walks. Pretty, pretty funny when you think about it. Um, it was on base every single time, but nonetheless, this Mets team continues to impress us. Something special is going on, and we're going to have to keep an eye on them all year long. This is the 17th combined no-hitter in MLB history. And, yeah, I mean, those are always special. Every every single player has a role in that. Every single player, at least every single pitcher, for sure. So that's cool. Moving on to the Yankees. So the Yankees are doing their thing as well. You know, the Yankees continue to roll. Aaron Judge led them yesterday. So the Yankees got a 12-2 win over Kansas City. Wasn't even close. They hit four homers and Aaron Judge broke it open. And other guys piled on. Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Stanton. These guys also went deep as well. But New York. New York is, is a baseball town at this time of year. I think that's the best thing they have going on. I mean... I think New York has always been a baseball city. I mean, they, yes, they have other, other major sports franchises, but the Yankees 
and the Mets are really the talk of town, if we, if we really are being honest here. Moving on, Madison Bumgarner. He is quietly putting up big numbers this year. He continues to deal on the low. So we know Mad Bum is, you know, is one of the better pitchers of this generation. He's now with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And this is a team that obviously doesn't get much publicity because, you know, they're not too good anymore. But Mad Bum continues to pitch well. He allowed only one run over five innings, lowering his ERA to 1.17. So we know what he did when he was with the Giants, postseason legend and everything. He's now in the, in the latter part of his career, but continues to command the zone and limit the number of earned runs. That's what he does. So his ERA is now a 1.17 on the season. You'll take that if you're the D-backs. You'll take that. And they got a 6-2 win over the Cardinals in St. Louis. Another team that's playing really well right now is the Miami Marlins. So we remember... So first of all, they won six straight. And this is the first time they did this since 2020. Pandemic shortened season. So if we remember, 2020 was a pandemic shortened season. They made the playoffs that year. That was the year they, they really leaned into the phrase bottom feeders. You know, they leaned into that. It was, it was kind of something that you know, inspired them and put a chip on their shoulder because everyone considered them to be bottom feeders, yet they made the postseason and, you know, it, it gave them some confidence. So Jorge Soler delivered a big blast. Last night, he was one of Miami's top free agent signings of the winter, and he had been off to a slow start, only hitting 171 in 18 games, but he's starting to warm up a bit. Over his past eight games, he's reached base 12 times, and during this stretch, he's had he had a, a modest five-game hitting streak, and he, he had a big blast, which was the third longest homer of any major leaguer this season at 468 feet in the first inning, so that definitely got them going. At the beginning of the game. So Marlins have won six straight. That nationally East is looking pretty good right now. Pretty good. And then in, in other news, Major League Baseball has announced that they have suspended Trevor Bauer for two full seasons. This is, you know, some big news that everyone just had to, you know, had to hear all of a sudden. But what kind of surprises many people here is that um, and the reason I say it's big news that everyone had to hear all of a sudden is because MLB had been playing this game where they would just extend his administrative leave every week. They've been doing this since last summer, and it didn't really seem like we were ever going to hear. And all of a sudden, we hear that, oh, they've, they've concluded their independent investigation and they suspended Trevor Bauer for two seasons. It is not retroactive. So all the time that Bauer has missed since last summer until now will not count because he was being paid. It's going to be 324 games starting now, which leaves him eligible to return in 2024. So there's a lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack here. So this was to be the second season of a three-year $102 million contract for Trevor Bauer. He was due $64 million over the last two years of that deal. And um, yeah, th this deal this deal is, is going to basically void all that. Here's the thing. Trevor Bauer was placed on paid administrative leave last summer after a San Diego woman accused him of sexual assault during two sexual encounters. And the woman also submitted a temporary ex part restraining order against him. Bauer maintained he did nothing wrong and he said the encounters were consensual. And eventually, 
A Los Angeles Superior Court judge denied the woman's restraining order. And then in February, the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office announced it would not pursue a criminal case against Bauer. However, Major League Baseball had been conducting a separate investigation of its own over the last nine months, not to determine whether Bauer committed a crime, but to determine if he violated the league's domestic violence policy. So under this joint domestic violence policy agreed upon between MLB and the Players Association, the commissioner's office has the ability to suspend a player even if he has not been charged or convicted in court. So think of it this way. It's more like MLB is is a private entity. They're a business, even like a company. They have their own rules. And if they determine that an employee or a player in that in that sense has broken the company rules, they can go ahead and suspend it, suspend the player. It's as simple as that. So it's not about whether or not Trevor Bauer committed a crime or anything. It's did he did he uh, violate the terms of Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy. And now the question becomes, why did he get two years? Not many people are asking, why did he get two years? Because he would not be the first such player to have these kind of allegations against him. There have been other players who have had similar allegations who at most, the most we've ever seen, the the most games someone has ever missed due to violating the domestic violence policy is 162 games. That's one year. For Bauer to get twice that amount, a couple things might be happening. It might mean that Major League Baseball has has something that we don't know. That there's some kind of evidence that we don't know. I don't. I'm not really too sure of that. Or it could have to do with the fact that Bauer is the first player who has had these kind of allegations against him, who did not negotiate the suspension with Major League Baseball. Prior player, Sam Dyson was the player who had 162 games before this. He had the longest suspension prior to this. And, you know, he and everyone else before him have talked to MLB and and discussed and they've negotiated and agreed upon a suspension. But Bauer has not. He said, I am not going to negotiate with MLB. I am. He, he believes he has done nothing wrong. So he's not willing to negotiate. So what he's going to do instead, he's going to appeal. He's the first player with these sort of allegations to appeal Major League Baseball's suspension. So he's going to appeal and we'll see how that goes. So this is unprecedented in the sense that he's fighting it. He's fighting it completely. He's not, he's not um, making any concessions whatsoever. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if you really compare what other players have gotten to what Bauer has gotten, there is a huge discrepancy. I mean, oftentimes with domestic violence, um, allegations or, or charges even, there have been guys who've gotten, you know, 82 games, 20 games even, you know, that, that Sam Dyson situation, 162, that was the most you've ever seen. Now for 324, that's an outlier. So why is it an outlier? Major League Baseball has not released any statements saying exactly what they found in their independent investigation. So it's only speculation at this point in time. So all we can do is to wait for MLB to discuss what they found in their investigation because nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. So this is a developing story and it's, it's a big one because, you know, if, if indeed Trevor Bauer is suspended for two more years, it could spell the end of his career. I mean, it could spell the end of his career. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be what, like 34, I think by the time 
the suspension is set to be over. And at that point, you know, how many teams are going to want a pitcher who hasn't thrown in, in almost three years and someone who's that age? I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And somebody with that, with that kind of uh, image. Another thing that I should mention is that we must remember that this is not the first time Major League Baseball has handed out a very, a very strong ban to a player for what seems like a disciplinary action for embarrassing the company. This is why I keep likening MLB to a company because we have to look back. 1919, Black Sox scandal. Major League Baseball banned a bunch of players for life for gambling on the game. And that included some players who were innocent. We have to remember Pete Rose banned for life for gambling on the game. So it's, it's more about the image. Major League Baseball wants to protect its image. They don't, Major League Baseball has a lot of, um, a lot of people who would resent watching baseball if Trevor Bauer were allowed to pitch and the allegations were true, if the allegations are true. So if the allegations were true, there are a lot of people who were saying, why, why is MLB enabling this guy? So it's more about like, okay, how can we come down hard on this guy, show that we take this situation seriously, and at the same time, you know, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. How can we come down on this guy, show that we take the situation seriously, so that, you know, everybody uh, feels feels like uh, the right thing was done, if the allegations are true, if the allegations are true, which, which we don't know. We just don't know. So no need to speculate on that. But this is this is where... We stand. A lot of news to discuss, folks. So that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.